Here comes Sandy Claus. Welcome to Quarantinema, a.k.a. Quarantinema, a.k.a. Quarantine Enema, the only podcast where we don't know how to say the name of the show. My name is Connor Sullivan. Thank you very much for joining us today. Guys, I was uh, really looking forward to watching this movie. I was really looking forward to hate watching this movie. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Gangster Squad. Uh, and I think I've mentioned it on a couple different episodes here that this movie sucks. It's, you know, one of the worst movies uh, in my collection here. And I was actually, like, really looking forward to hate watching this thing because, I don't know, I just, I haven't, like, I, I've hated on movies in a while, but it's not because they're just objectively bad, you know? Like, like I, like I, I think I, the last couple episodes have been more critical uh, than, I, than I usually am. Uh, but, but no, I mean, I was, like I said, I was going into this movie with very low expectations, and while it's still not super great, it's barely good, barely. It's it's between like above av- it's between average and above average somewhere in there. Uh, but no, I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. I forgot. Uh, it, it's been a while since I've seen it, maybe like five or six years. But I mean, I forgot how fun uh, this movie actually is. I actually completely forgot about the cast uh, that was in this movie and what a good cast it is. I for some reason like I had the idea that it was like Ryan Gosling chasing down Sean Penn uh, and Emma Stone's just like in it. And that's partially true. I completely forgot Josh Brolin was in it. Uh, I, I actually forgot that uh, uh, up until the moment where I like picked up the DVD from um, my shelf and saw Josh Brolin on the cover. I was like, oh shit, that's right, he's the main guy. <laughs> so I, I just completely forgot that Josh Brolin's the main character here. Uh, I forgot... Uh, Anthony Mackie's in it. I forgot Nick Nolte's in it. I forgot Michael Pena's in it. I forgot Robert Patrick's in it. Uh, I didn't forget this because I didn't realize it, but uh, Holt Mc, uh, is in it. Uh, he's from, uh, he's in Fight Club, but he's probably more famous for being in, uh, uh, oh boy, what's the, Mindhunter. Mindhunter's on Netflix. Uh, he, like, he's in it. It's, you know, fairly recent role for him. Giovanni Ribisi, I forgot he was in it. Just this incredible this really big fun cast that I just 1000% forgot about. Uh, and honestly, that was kind of fun. You know, like those are, these are all actors that I like. Uh, Oh, (laughs) and before I get any further, Evan Jones, AKA Cheddar Bob is in the movie. Cheddar Cheddar Bob's been Cheddar Bob. Uh, we talked about him in eight mile. Uh, one of the first episodes we did, uh, with John Stivick on the show. And, (laughs) Like Cheddar Bob's like the it's the term I've been using throughout this whole thing. Like when I see an actor in something, but he but like I only know him by his character's name from something else uh, that he does. Like he was just so memorable in one role that he's forever known as that guy. Like Cheddar Bob uh, is the ultimate example of that. I I'm, I'll try and like come up with a couple other examples of that because I know that they exist, but. <laughs> but no, Cheddar Bob's been like my, my gold standard for uh, I call it call it character actor character actors with one memorable role who are still working. I uh, hope that hope that makes sense. It's not I can't come up with a, a much more clever uh, rendition of it. But anywho, uh, so but yeah, I forgot how fun the cast was. Like I said, I lo- I enjoy all these actors. Uh, the movie itself is there's a couple things I want to break down. So, all right, so let's just start with a uh, quick recap. So the plot of the movie, uh, basically Josh Brolin is, uh, 
he's a, you know, take no guff, uh, you know, don't do it by the book, LAPD uh, detective. Uh, and he is assigned with putting together a task force called the Gangster Squad. Uh, and the squad is basically aimed to take down uh, Mickey Cohen and his operation. Uh, Mickey Cohen is played by Sean Penn. And in putting together this team, he gets uh, Michael Pena's character who plays Navidad. Navidad, what's his last name? Navidad Ramirez, Christmas Ramirez, uh, which I, I think is amusing. Um, you get, and, and you know, he's like the young rookie uh, who like tags along. You get Robert Patrick's character. Uh, you might not know the name, but you'll definitely recognize the face. Uh, he's probably most famous from uh, being the bad the bad dude in uh, Terminator 2, uh, Judgment Day. Uh, but yeah, Robert Patrick plays this like just out of place cowboy. Like he's got a big hat, like the you know the Fu Manchu mustache and everything. Uh, he plays uh, Hopalong Ke- Max Kennard. <laughs> like they keep calling him Hopalong, but it's like 1940s, 50s Los Angeles. Like you know he's clearly not. I don't know. It's, it's, it's just so dumb, but that's part of the movie's charm. Uh, Anthony Mackie uh, is the oh, and Hopalon Kennard. Uh, sorry, he's a he's a marksman. You know, he can hit anything. Like you know, he's a gun hand, and like they even like even the guns he carries. Like you're just like why why would a police officer have that? Like he's clearly designed to like be a cowboy, but he's also a police officer. Like what is this guy doing on the force? Can you imagine this dude like handing out like traffic tickets and I, I don't know, I don't know, it's ridiculous, but. Uh, then you got Anthony Mackie. He's the knives guy, <laughs> um, and you know he's—I I don't know—but I—I I, I really like Anthony Mackie. He's—you uh, know—he's a fun actor. He's never like someone like I like see. I'm just like, oh, like Anthony Mackie's in it. Like I gotta see this. Uh, but no, he's—he's a, he's a great. He, he's like in the middle of like leading man and character actor, because he's at his like he's definitely at his best when he's in a supporting role. Uh, but there's not many times where like he's the lead in something I'm just like I need to watch that uh, I know he has his own show coming out on Disney Plus I don't know when uh, the Winter Soldier and the Falcon thing I don't know Falcon and the Winter yeah Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, that's coming out uh, I think it was supposed to come out in like December or something but I, I have no idea what the plans are for that one uh, but I love the MCU so uh, you know I'm eager to see when they start putting all the stuff back out um Josh Brolin, obviously, super bad dude. Well, not bad dude, but, uh, you know, he's he's a, you know, he's a cop who doesn't play by the rules. You know, he, you know, he beats people up, he charges in without warrants, he's, you know, shooting civilians and stuff like that. Really a bad dude. I don't know why they put, uh, you know, put him in charge of this, uh, this whole operation. And then you have Ryan Gosling, who's, who basically just plays Ryan Gosling. Uh, you know, he's this super charming, you know, witty dude. Uh, who is sleeping with Mickey Cohen's girlfriend, who's played by Emma Stone. Uh, I'll, I'll touch on Emma Stone in a little bit, uh, and as well as Mickey Cohen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, the, it's a, like, it is, a, and Giovanni Ribisi, I, forget, I keep forgetting about Giovanni Ribisi. Uh, he's, uh, he plays, like, he plays the brains. It, like, it, it, they basically put together this, like, A-team of, like, misfit cops, and, like, he, like he's, like, the wire guy. I don't know, like, the, the whole, like, their dynamic is fun, it works, you know, there's a lot of good uh, dialogue between the supporting guys, particularly uh, Navidad and Hopalong, oh my god, it's such a dumb fucking name for a character, 
but, but yeah, no, there's a lot of fun fun dialogue with them. Um, Josh Brolin and Ryan Gosling are definitely the two most boring of the two, but they get the most screen time. But that being said, it's it's kind of like the uh, like it's similar to an Ocean's movie where it's like the supporting cast members are the ones that really make the movie. Uh, so to speak, and, you know, not so much the leads. I mean, the leads are great in, in the Ocean's movies, but, you know, that's not the same thing without, you know, Don Cheadle and uh, Casey Affleck and Scott Can and uh, just, uh, you know, Bernie Mac, all those guys. Um, but, yeah, it's the supporting cast that makes it fun and worth watching here. Uh, okay, so moving on. All right, let's get to Emma Stone's character. Emma Stone is – so ever since she broke on the scene um, – when she started super bad, she's really been. A, she's got to be a top five actress in Hollywood, I think, just as far as the quality of the movie she's in. You know, she's very like obviously she's this big A list uh, star. You know, she's done uh, she's done comedy, she's done drama, she's done blockbusters, she's done indie movies, uh, and she picks her projects really well. Um, it, she, you know, she won an Oscar a couple of years ago uh, for the favorite. Uh, uh, not the favorite. She was nominated for the favorite, but she won for La La Land. Uh, and a couple years before that, well, yeah, two years before that, she was also nominated for uh, Birdman. So she got nominated for three Oscars in a four-year span with uh, Birdman, La La Land, the favorite. Again, one for La La Land. Uh, and in addition to that, like, she's got all these other hits like Zombieland, uh, Easy A, The Help. Uh, I mean, she, like, she's... She's... Just, as far as just, like, picking projects go, I think she's one of the best actresses uh, out there. I don't think you know, they're like, I, I can't really name many bad Emma Stone movies uh, but, that you know that's a compliment to her. Uh, oh yeah, she did the Spider-Man movies too. She was uh, Gwen Stacy uh, but not, not many people have the range or um, you know, between comedy and dramas indie blockbusters uh, and are able to consistently put out good material and also do it on you know semi-frequent basis. You know, this isn't like uh, you know, it's not like Rachel McAdams. Like, she can kind of do both, but I remember, like, when she was, you know, coming up, she blew up, she, you know, when she had The Notebook, and there were a couple other uh, Mean Girls, a couple other movies that year, and then she just took, like, four years off. Like, you know, Emma Stone's more, she's very consistent at the rate in which she turns out good movies, and just movies in general. All that being said, uh, has she has nothing to do in this movie. It's just a, it's a bad role. Not, it's, again, it's not any knock on her, you know, she's, you know, she's doing what she can just a bad bad role. It's poorly written. Uh, she doesn't have, like, there's no action. She's basically just playing this damsel in distress. Uh, she's, I mean, like, the, the few lines that she does get, and I was actually, like, shocked by watching this, like, how very, like, literally how very few lines she actually has. I'd be surprised if it was, like, more than 20. I don't know. I, am, I I'm not going to go back and count. But, but no, she, like, she just has nothing to do. It's a, it's a complete waste of a great actress. Uh, and I don't know. It's it's just a bummer. Like obviously, like her and Ryan Gosling, they like they the scenes that they do have together. Like they have obviously they have this natural chemistry. Uh, this was the second of three movies that they did in a relatively short span. They did uh, Crazy Stupid Love first, uh, which a very underrated movie. I, I kind of want to watch that if I can find it somewhere. Uh, Crazy Stupid Love, this Gangster Squad, and then a couple years later they did La La Land together. Uh, so they're just like they, they just know each other well at this point. Like they can, like they've, they've, and pre I mean obviously they've only done one movie together prior to this, but uh, just their their personalities mesh well. Uh, it seems like, and it's fun to watch on screen. But again, there's just nothing for her to do. 
she's just you know they, like they doll her up in the movie and it's you know Ryan Gosling just has to come in and save her so to speak like she doesn't she, ah, I don't know it's just it just sucks you know because I like I really like Emma Stone I really really do but nothing she got, she got nothing not to do here uh, okay next thing I want to talk about and there's only this isn't gonna be a long episode uh, <laughs> Sean Penn as Mickey Cohen is so bad. <laughs> He's so fucking bad. May, honestly, I, I think if he like if he wasn't so bad in this movie, maybe the movie actually would have you know held a little more ground than it will have uh, will have culturally. Like the movie, like it was a moderate success, uh, you know, both critically and commercially. You know, nothing to get excited about. Let me all right. Let me dig this up because I I know I can find this movie here in IMDb. Uh, the so the movie it made sixty million dollars domestically, uh, seventeen million opening weekend. The well, sorry, the budget was sixty million. Opening weekend made seventeen. Its gross was forty six. Worldwide, hundred and five. So, again, not a huge success, uh, but at least it had a solid opening weekend. And, oh, God damn it! I'm, I'm watching the Red Sox right now, and they, they're fucking terrible this year. Bryce Harper just went deep. Now it's eight to four. Ah, uh, fuck. Okay, so. Uh, but hey, you gotta believe. Uh, but okay, so maybe the movie, because <laughs> I, I remember when the movie came out, like there was a lot of bad reviews about Sean Penn in this movie, which is shocking because you know Sean Penn is not someone who comes to mind when you think of bad actors and bad performances. You know, it's actually quite the opposite. Uh, he's the kind of guy where it's like if he's in something, like it's probably worth watching because he picks his projects well uh, and he. You know, he fucking commits uh, to the movies. He had, you know, a couple episodes we were talking about Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, we talked about, you know, his real Spicoli and all the crazy shit he did for that. I mean, granted, it was mostly just smoking weed, but hey, it's research for a real. Um, but, like, he's. Honestly, he's had a pretty bad decade, I think. Like, okay, so, all right, let's go through his IMDb here. So, uh,. Sean Penn, 2008, he won an Oscar for Milk. It was his second Oscar, second best actor Oscar. He had previously won for Mystic River, which we'll, we will be talking about at some point here. Uh, after that, uh, and I'm going to go chronologically down his IMDb page. Uh, Fair Game, I'm Still Here, that Joaquin Phoenix like rapper documentary. The Tree of Life with Brad Pitt, Terrence Malick movie. Uh, this Must Be the Place... Uh, Americans, don't know what that is. Gangster Squad, uh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, uh, Jay-Z, I think that's, I think he's in a music song. Uh, the Gunman, The Angry Birds Movie, an episode of Family Guy where he plays himself. Sound of Sun, The First, The Professor and the Madman, and apparently he's in an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. So, really a quiet decade, uh, for Sean Penn. I, I think... If memory serves, he's very involved in, like, Haiti or something. Uh, I think he's kind of just put all of his attention into his charity work, which is great. Uh, and, you know, good for him. That being said, Gangster Squad, like, just looking at it, at, you know, that, going through that list, Gangster Squad is really the last blockbuster movie he was in. Uh, the, I mean, The Professor and the Madman, it's got Sean Penn and Mel Gibson in it. It's actually got a 7.3 on IMDb. I admit I've I, I've heard, I've seen this movie. I think I saw a trailer for it, uh, but I've never seen the actual movie for it. Um, the first, that's a, it was a TV show on Amazon. Uh, I think it only lasted one season. Maybe it's going to come out for a second one. I don't really know, but it was some kind of space show. 
and and after that, you know, just like maybe like the, like the gunman, shitty action movie, Secret Life of Walter Mitty, not really anything special. So, you know, Gangster Squad was really like the last big blockbuster he was in, if you want to call you know, Secret Life of Walter Mitty one, but that's not. He he didn't really have a prominent role in that movie. It's more so of a sporting role. Uh, but no, I mean, like, he just fucking stinks in this movie. Like, the voice he does is dumb. His dialogue sucks. I mean, and, you know, <laughs> is it Sean Penn's fault or is it the writer's fault? Because both are pretty bad regardless. Uh, but no, it, Mickey Cohen is just a very poorly written character. And Sean Penn, I mean, he's maybe he's trying to make lemons out of lemonade, but it still tastes like shit. So, uh, tough movie for him. I think, overall, I think the problem with this movie is that... Okay, okay, so the high, the high of the movie is definitely the cast. The cast and the chemistry that, uh, like, the actual gangster squad has with one another. I think that's the fun part of the movie. The, the story's a little dumb. The the editing is, like, or not the editing, but more so, like, the pace of the story. You know, they just kind of go on from, like, one gangster movie cliche to the next, and I get it. I, like, I get what they're doing. It's like, okay, car shootout to... You know, busting up a casino to, you know, uh, wiring the guy's house. Like, just not, like, everything you've seen in this movie, you've seen a thousand times. This movie does nothing new. Uh, It's, I I was reading a review for it, and it said it's a great example of style over substance. And I believe that uh, to be true. Uh, It's a very well put way. Like, the movie, like, it looks, it's supposed to look great. And, you know, they're, they do some cool or they rather they try and do some cool things with the camera you know slow-mo like long takes uh you know going through you know you know you know chewing up various pieces of uh, pieces of scenery and stuff like that Uh, a lot of shootouts in this movie a lot of fucking shootouts uh, in this movie uh and like so they're trying their best to like look cool and you know the characters are the first of all the hats in this movie are ridiculous uh but you know everyone's dressed up and it's stylish and it's this and it's that and like the characters are all fun but like the story's just not that interesting. It's just like, okay, like, cops trying to catch bad guy. And, like, Mickey Cohen, like, you never you never really see anything about him. Like, you just kind of understand, like, it, like, it's just established, like, in the very opening shots of the movie, Mickey Cohen is bad. Like, no motives, no nothing, like, no whatever. Like, he's just a, he's just a bad dude who wants to make a shit ton of money, uh, you know, through the mob. And... So, all right, so, you know, none of the characters are that interesting. They're all kind of, you know, different tropes that we've all seen before. Everything in this movie, like I said, you've seen it before in some way, shape, or form. Uh, And, you know, I get, like, you know, it's tough to come up with, like, an original idea and make it fun and make it this and make it whatever. Uh, But this movie, like, it's not even, like, a copy of an idea. It's a copy of a copy of an idea. It's, It's a carbon copy. I don't know how it fucking works, but... It just, oh my god, the Red Sox are doing 9-4 now. Um, but no, the, it's just, there's nothing, there's nothing to this movie that makes it stand out, I think. Like the, the cat, like the dynamic between the gangster squad itself, like I said, the chemistry, it's really all it has going for it. Underuses uh, Emma Stone. Ryan Gosling's character's not interesting at all. Uh, Josh Brolin's just kind of, you know, beating people up. He's going, like he was entering that phase of like, his action movie, like, he made his comeback, he had a couple great roles after that, uh, and I actually just put two and two together that, uh, him and Sean Penn actually reunited for Milk, 
after this and Josh Brolin I think he was nominated for Milk but um, but no so like Josh Brolin like he had once he had like made his comeback and he established himself as a leading guy he just started making shitty action movies like this um, but yeah that's uh, that's really all I got to say about the movie itself it's just it's nothing it's nothing special nothing you know leaves a lot to be desired if it's on TV and nothing's on TV, nothing else is on TV, just great, throw, throw it on in the back. I could see it being in the TNT We Know Drama Hall of Fame one day. Uh, but it came out in tw- 2013 and hasn't really stuck on yet. So we're running out of time. But right, why don't we get to the did you knows here? Um, oh, and by, one thing I noticed while I was watching this movie, Nick Nolte also plays like the police chief or whatever. Just, he, he's got a preposterous voice. Like, how can. Could you imagine, like, working in an office with a guy who sounds like Nick Nolte? That'd be infuriating. Ugh. Good, th- good thing he found his calling. Uh, okay, so, uh, first thing, first did you know, we're going to do did you know real quick. Uh, first did you know, the original trailer was pulled after the Aurora, Colorado Century 16 Theater Massacre d- due to a shot in which four gangsters fire machine guns through a projection screen into a crowded movie theater. Warner Bros. ordered the film back into production for a reshoot of the scene, necessitating a a rescheduling of the film's release and rewrite of the script. Uh, so I remember when this happened. Uh, obviously, you know, ter- uh, you know, terrible thing. Uh, this was the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, Dark Knight Rises shooting um, that ha- happened in Co- uh, Colorado. You know, sadly, you know, gunman goes into a movie theater, and um, it, you know, we all, we, you know, we all remember the story. Uh, but I think like this, the trailer for this movie came out like the same week. Or like a week before or something like that and like and it just shows like a bunch of guys like behind the projection screen and they just shoot through it and they're just walking to the theater and you know they're you know killing everyone in sight and like I remember like watching the trailer for this like whoa like, this looks sick whoa, whoa. I was like let's see it came out in 2013 so I was like 20 uh 2021 20, so like I, you know I was excited to see it uh, and then but but at the same time like I, I, you know, I get why they did it. It would have been too soon, you know. I'm not a... Th- th- this is a tough one because, you know, maybe a scene like that makes it a little more memorable, you know, makes the movie a little more memorable. Maybe, you know, if you know if that thing in Colorado doesn't happen and they release the movie as is, is anyone ever going to be upset about it? I don't know. But it's, you know, th- it's something that they had to do from an optics perspective. Uh, it was, you know, done out of respect for the victims, and I think ultimately it was the right thing to do. Uh, it's just tough to see, you know, studios and directors, and you know, when they feel like they have to make these changes, uh, and sometimes they do, uh, but they have to make these changes that might ultimately take away from uh, what might be a better final product, but at the same time, still the right thing to do. So I have no complaints on that. Uh, I just, I, I completely forgot about it until I was going through Did You Know this time, but. Uh, no, that was uh, no. I just I just remember that happening. So, uh, and ultimately, I think uh, you know during leading up to the release of the movie, I think that's what a lot of people knew the actual movie for. Unfortunately, uh, okay. So, uh, second, did you know uh, Sean Penn went through three hours of makeup each morning? I'm not sure why. Uh, you know, I can't tell if he's wearing prosthetics. He might he might have like scars or something, but like it's not to the point where it's just like you can't tell. I don't know. Sean Penn sucks in this movie. <laughs> um, oh boy, what is the third? Did you know here? Um, 
Okay, uh, so third did you know, Ryan Gosling agreed to join the film in exchange for the studio financing his directional debut, Lost River. Uh, I have never heard of Lost River, uh, so, but, uh, you know, it's, it's that good old Hollywood, like, one for you, one for me thing, and Ryan Gosling was, you know, he was going through, uh, this was like, he was, he, like, he was starting to leave, uh, well, I mean, he's always going to be super, the super good-looking guy that, you know, everyone can't get over, but, uh, like, he was... I mean, he was coming like he was coming up as like a very talented actor, and like he was trying to shit, but he you know he had the Notebook and stuff like that on you know back burner, uh, and he's trying to like get away from that, do more some more adult roles, and then he just goes back and does something like this. Maybe he was just looking for you know a quick paycheck. I don't know. Well, he obviously he was looking for the paycheck because he wanted to uh, direct this movie that probably nobody ever saw. Uh, but I mean, look like going through his IMDb profile here, starting in two thousand. 11. He had a big year. So he does Drive, Crazy Stupid Love, uh, and The Ides of March, all in 2011. And then after that, he does Place Beyond the Pines in 2012. He does Gangster Squad. Uh, then Only God Forgives, The Big Short, which was a big hit for him. The Nice Guys, which I've said, I think, on a couple different episodes here. We need a sequel for that movie. Uh, La La Land, I think, which you know is his best performance that he's done. Uh, and then uh, Blade Runner. Uh, 2049, and then uh, First Man, that really, really, really boring and disappointing Neil Armstrong movie from Damien Chazelle. Uh, but yeah, so time to rate the movie on a scale of one to five hazmats here. And um, uh, do I want to be a hater? No, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna give it a two and a half. I was thinking about giving it a two, but uh, no, t- two and a half for me. Like I said, it it can be fun. It you know it's mindless. It, it's a mindless entertainment movie. That's what it is. There's not a lot of substance to this. Uh, and you know what? Not every movie has to have that. And this movie d- didn't really seem to try <laughs> to have any of that. But uh, no, but it is entertaining. Uh, although, Sean, man, Sean Penn was really fucking bad in this movie. Uh, okay, so that being said, uh, thank you all for listening. You can follow the podcast on social media. You can find us at Quarantine Mapod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also subscribe to the channel. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts, you name it, we're there. Uh, and in the meantime, folks, I'm excited for Friday's episode. We're going to be talking about Gladiator with Russell Crowe. Uh, I've, I've talked about Russell Crowe at length, uh, how he was, like, that was, you know, that, like, early 2000, like, the, like 2000, 2005, like, he just could not miss uh, with me. So I'm ready for that. Let's go. Get ready for Gladiator on Friday. Uh, All right, that being said, don't be a hero, stay inside, watch a movie.